2: Do we need a cold open for this? I love this movie. File, Still, file, <laughs> just run right away, man. Shut shortest me episode. Down. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Cinephobe. I next week. What do we got next week? This movie. I really enjoy it. Like I, I've seen it. I couldn't even tell you how many times I've seen this movie. Thirty times, forty times. Like I love this movie. It is
0: Hall of Fame level of. If it's on TV, I will watch it
2: from it where, does, whatever point. Yeah, it does not matter where it is in the movie. I'll turn it on. Yeah. It could be last 15 minutes. I'll still turn it on. I'll still turn it on. Yeah. Absolutely. For the scene with
0: Favreau in the bar. Oh, my God. <laughs> <That's>, well, <laughs> legitimately, I'm not— Say it saying louder. This, Not This isn't hyperbole. This is one of my favorite scenes in all movie history. It's so good. The execution is flawless. We've seen Vince Vaughn trying to move on with the conversation and having to stop. Because Favreau has said something in between that wasn't.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And their their facial expressions to each other the whole time. Like, that scene must have taken forever to do because they had to have been laughing the whole time. Oh, yeah.
3: No, you know what? I feel like those guys are just perfectly in sync. And I bet you they did it in one take. You think they were able to just swing it? I think they had it made.
0: Wow, you guys... My computer is being very rude right now because Skype just won't load.
2: I like that we're in a time crunch here and we're yeah. just fucking around. <laughs> yep.
0: Yep, that's right, guys. That's right, boys. That's how we do it. <laughs> Your pics have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show.
2: Is Isn't it? it? Isn't, Isn't it? it? It's is possible. It- I don't understand what this podcast is about Poppycock
0: what the Fuck out On a weekly basis we are consuming More concentrated bad movies Than probably anybody in the history of mankind
2: Poppycock What story? What story? <laughs> what are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie I'll just tell you that You picked it motherfucker <laughs> Just remember that
0: you know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. So I was legitimately offended. You were I offended? Was a, I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Consequential detail after inconsequential yeah. detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One two three four five six seven. I'm there holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking all okay. about... <laughs>
2: Of the podcast, we break down the movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harper. That's Emile Hassan. That's Anthony Mays. Reminder: If you have a submission, 40% or lower on rot Tomatoes for the audience or critic score. This week on Cinephobe, we watched the 2006 romantic comedy, The Breakup. Oh, The Breakup. The Breakup stars Jen Aniston and Vince Vaughn. At the time, Vince had just been in Be Cool, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and Wedding Crashers in 2005. It's a pretty good year. Then he would be in Fred Claus, previous cinephobe, in 2007. Jenny Aniston had just been in Rumor Has It. And she would be in Marley and Me a couple years later. A big cast in this one. Amazing cast. We get John Favreau. We get Joey Lauren Adams. We get Peter Billingsley. We get Vincent D'Onofrio, Jason Bateman, Cole Hauser, Justin Long, Judy Davis, and John Michael Higgins. And Anne Margaret.
0: Joker could be Anne Margaret. I could be a horse. That's a Vincent D'Onofrio. Connection right, full metal jacket that's what you listen to cinepole for
2: yep screeching halts this movie was directed by peyton reed he also directed bring it on ant-man ant-man and the wasp yes man and ant-man 3 which is coming out oh
0: okay this guy's got like kind of a, like a a very uh, slightly above average movie directing <laughs>
3: that's what you want i remember when he got ant-man and i was like really
0: but he proved himself He's solid. Ant-Man 2, way better than Ant-Man.
2: Movies written by Jeremy Gerlich and Jay Lavender. They haven't done much, but they did The Wedding Ringer and an upcoming movie called Sick Day. Vince Vaughn also gets a story credit with those two. It was his first story credit. He's also received writing credits on Couples Retreat and The Internship. I would dare to say future cinephobes.
0: Vince Vaughn, one for three. That,
2: that'll get you in the Hall of Fame in baseball, though. By the way, file both those for me already. Really? Oh, yeah. Especially the internship. Love the internship. You're saving us so much time. Synopsis <laughs> for the breakup. In a bid to keep their luxurious condo from their significant other, a couple's breakup proceeds to get uglier and nastier by the moment. That's not the synopsis. That's not the movie, movie, movie at all. At, at all. <laughs> this person has some real estate on their mind. Tagline. An ex- rated comedy ex uh, uh,
0: uh, uh,
2: uh. the other tagline for this dot 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 pick a side
0: i never thought about it like
2: that cuz you always took vince's side
0: yeah you know, <laughs> so many things he said in this movie resonated so much
2: <laughs> 52 million dollar estimated budget it grows to 118 million dollars us 205 million dollars worldwide which feels low to me should have been more uh,
0: I, I could like i could see
2: because it's, maybe, I don't know. Fantastic analysis there. Let's jump into this movie before listening to the rest of this podcast. You want to watch the movie. Where is this available? So I own it. I own a digital copy through iTunes. So I just watched it on that. I have no idea where it's available. Great news, everyone. The Breakup is now available on Peacock. Breakup receives 34% from critics on 192 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, 46% from the audience on over 450,000 ratings. You mean to tell me not even 225,000 people?
0: That's great math. Yeah, it is. It's quick math as well.
2: Like not even half, not even half of the 450. I have theories. I have theories.
0: And for that, I will request, give me the negatives first. What? I want to see if my theories match up. Wow. Okay. At this point of time, my thought on critics not liking stuff is, then turn it off, you
1: fucking weirdo. <laughs> you have so many options. <laughs> People who watch an entire project to hate on it, man, it is so weird to
2: me. Negative reviews first. Now i got to scroll down, you dick. Philip French of Guardian. This is that branch of the romantic comedy known as a relationship movie, but generally short on witty lines and amusing incidents. What? Yeah.
0: Hell. Shut up, man. What, sh- short on witty lines? The first 45 minutes is just nothing but bangers. I really am worried that this is going to be a two-parter. That's how many witty lines are in this movie. We don't have the time
2: for it. Stella Papa Michael of BBC.com. Stella Papa Michael. Like the story of many broken down relationships, despite the initial attraction, you're left feeling cheated.
0: What? See, this fits into my theory. Keep going.
2: I have a theory. I know what it means. Theory is. I think I do as well. Joe Morgenstern of Wall Street Journal. It's not a good sign when a movie is called The Breakup and you can't wait for the couple to split so they'll get some relief from one another and give the audience some relief from them. That's the point. Mike LaSalle of the San Francisco Chronicle. The movie offers nothing funny, just a series of sour situations talking about mm. moira mcdonald of seattle times the breakup a grim excuse for a romantic comedy is basically an hour and 45 minutes spent in the company of two unpleasant people during a miserable time in their lives
0: that's the synopsis
2: right <laughs> michael agger of slate there's no reason not to see the breakup but there's also no reason assuming the date is going well not to skip it in order to dessert what too many negatives
0: yeah, and that also doesn't make
2: sense lisa kennedy of denver post if seven up is the uncola Consider The Breakup, the unromantic comedy.
3: What? Sounds
0: like a positive review.
3: <laughs> was that an ad campaign from 06? I don't know. The
0: Uncola? <laughs> I don't know. They did have that ad campaign. I don't know if it was 06 or 96 then.
1: Marvelous little things, Uncola nuts. We use them, of course, to make the Uncola 7-Up. It's the
2: Uncola nut that helps give the Uncola its je ne sais quoi. You know, fresh Clean taste, no aftertaste, wet, wild, all that. All right, what's your theory, I mean?
0: My theory is because I know I've met a lot of people. Humble And Whenever I bring up the breakup, they say they don't like it. And when I ask them why, it boils down to basically because it was too real. It's not a rom com, like, oh my God, oh, we broke them, oh, we're together again. Like, it wasn't that. And the arguments are not of the fantastic, like, I saw you with, you know, it, it wasn't like the ridiculous scenarios like, well, I tripped and I dropped books and oh, you're buying my book score- store because you're actually, you know, Jeff Bezos, but I think you're a nice guy or whatever. Like, you know, all the dumb synopses of usual rom-coms. It's not that it's an actual, like, it's these are real arguments that people have do the dishes. I want you to do, do, want to do the dishes. Why would I want to do dishes? That is a real-ass argument that I have actually had. Not in my life imitating art way. I've actually had that argument. Like, why would I want to do this thing that is so awful? All of these things do two things to people, I think. One is it robs them of the fun whimsy that they thought they were going to get in a rom-com. And two, it reminds them of, like, real-ass shit that's happened to them. Real arguments. And it makes people uncomfortable. And that's why I love this movie. God, that's why.
2: Yeah, that's why I like it.
0: It's so good.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that all those reviewers just went through a breakup. They might have. Yeah, that too. And the Uncola commercial is from 1967,
2: so real topical. Wow, Tony Medley in the house. <laughs> By the way, Tony Medley is in the house. We'll hear from him later. Oh, he is in the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tony back! The positive reviews. Cole Smythe of colesmythe.com. The breakup comes with a slap and a kiss that's at once bracing and pleasing. Cole Smitey's got to be a douchebag,
0: right? Has you don't be. get to be with a name like that just to be a
2: regular dude. Also, apparently into some s m stuff. Brandon Fibbs of BrandonFibbs.com. A word of caution to anyone heading off to see the breakup with the assumption that it is a romantic comedy. This is not a comedy movie with a serious side. It is a serious movie with a comedic side. Tibbs really grounded the tape on that one. Fibbs. <laughs> so he lied. Cam Williams of Providence, America right up there with the best of the revenge genre and earns praise from this critic for its sophisticated brand of humor which kept me in stitches from start to finish accurate it's fucking
0: hilarious shut up <laughs> we don't shut up Me. <laughs> the guy's like eh, please this critic oh fucking stop patting yourself on the back
2: <laughs> brent simon of now playing magazine <laughs> i was being more upset with know. the positive reviews in a movie know. he's already filed <laughs> i don't know I think that was just the one where he just picks the person. He just went muscle memory there. Fucking tear this person down. Yeah. Brett Simon of Now Playing Magazine. There's nothing broken about the breakup, which turns rom-com conventions on their side in freewheeling fashion. And in doing so colorfully, wittily celebrates what is about men and women that both attract one another... And drives us crazy. I'm ready to fold this
0: movie at this point.
2: The breakup doesn't turn the rom-com on its head, but with its focus on the darker side of love, manages to gently tip it on its side. It's a lot of this. Just so you know in these reviews. All right, we've had enough. No, 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 we've no, had- no, no, we got a couple more. <laughs> Anna Smith of Time Out, sharp dialogue and detailed observations make it a good deal funnier than you might expect. Mike Ward of Richmond Times-Dispatch, what ultimately makes the breakup so good and refreshing is its firm denial of the chick flick stamp of approval. <sighs> suck it women feel like mike's single forever it did feel like a rom-com for dudes
3: oh 100 oh my god because it's
2: written by dudes and then jennifer anderson had to rewrite the woman part oh really yeah (laughs) and then two more john belfast of commercial appeal in memphis are we seeing the emergence of a new type of anti-romantic comedy
0: spoiler we would not
2: jeffrey westoff of northwest herald which you would imagine is in illinois and it'll make sense why why i said that the Uh. breakup is more like Annie Hall, told with Chicago attitude and work ethic. Oh, uh, go fuck yourself. I did that because I mean hates Chicago. <laughs> That's why I included that one.
0: I do hate Chicago, but it's like I already wanna tell the person to go fuck himself. But then the last two words are work ethic. What the fuck does that have to do with
2: anything? I mean, what's
0: your first note? Oh, my first note is I hate Chicago. <laughs> but
2: <laughs> what i love is that our live show in chicago Amin went on stage and just told him how shitty chicago is as a city i hate chicago but there are people in
0: chicago that i like but the city itself i do not like this movie made chicago look awesome
3: it does yeah at least two of the 2.7 million people in chicago Amin likes
2: we're at a cubs game vince vaughn is a cubs fan john favreau is the lone white Sox fan there and he's being a jackass as the cubs continue to screw up Jennifer Aniston's sitting a few seats down and notices them while she's with her date. Vince asks John if it's going to be like this all day. John Faber says, I don't know. Is it going to be like this all day? He's the perfect heel. Sweating in the sun like a Tijuana whore. It says he has no room. John says the guy next to him sitting like he's on the toilet with his legs spread. Why do you wake me up for this shit? Their banter is just so fantastic. It's so good. These two dudes are just great together. They're so great together. Vince notices Jennifer Aniston and decides to order some hot dogs. Order six of them. Make it right with the mustard and the relish and the ketchup. Don't make me ask you for more. And as they're passing the hot dogs and the money, he asks if she wants one and basically badgers her into accepting the hot dog.
3: Fav says they're going to go to the Wiener Circle after the game. And I've actually been there. And isn't that where David Borey post-mated a plain hot dog? I believe so.
2: During the AFE live show from the Wiener Circle? He didn't pick the condiments to add to it. Also, you know what? Don't like the Chicago dog. Just give me a regular hot dog with mustard and, and ketchup. And relish. I don't no, I don't like I I don't like relish. Oh, you don't like relish? I don't like I pickles. Yeah. I love relish. Love pickles. You can have my pickles. I don't want your pickles. He gives her two mustard packets and cheers her with the dog she's sharing with her date. He asks the guy next to him if he has a problem with him eating a hot dog, and John says, I'll smack him in his head.
0: This whole scene, Dirty Mac Hall of
2: Fame. Oh, yeah. It is, right? I was just about to ask you that.
0: Dirty Mac Hall of Fame. Pulling this dude's girl, right? before his very eyes. I love the intro line is, have you ever had one before? And she says, a hot dog? <laughs>
2: He's like, yeah, at the game, at the ballpark.
0: Like, yeah, I believe I have. Yes. <laughs> She's very patient with him. <laughs> yeah. Throughout this whole thing, which led me to think about, hilarious in 2006, in 2020, is this called toxic Masculine? Of course. He won't take no for an answer. In 2020, I would watch this scene and think, Oh, wow. She's trying to let him down easy. And he just won't take no for an answer.
3: As the setup for a movie, obviously, we know where it's headed. But yes, if this were real life, <laughs> it's pretty pretty
2: uncalled for. Yeah, as they leave the stadium, he cuts her off between her and her date as they're walking out. And asks if she wants to get a drink. He thought that was her brother with her. Asks who this guy is. Says, he says, I'm getting jealous now.
0: The guy with the tucked in shirt and the visor?
2: Yeah. <laughs> asks if she's going to marry him. And wondered if it's because of the plaid shorts and the tucked in polo.
0: He also says, no, I get it. Like the first time you saw him, he said, who's the guy with the tucked in stuff? (laughs) Like he's such a dick throughout all of this that at that point, I say it goes from toxic masculinity to pretty goddamn charming. Uh,
3: That's the Vince Vaughn cocktail
2: right there. Yeah, that's actually, that's just Vince Vaughn formula right there. A lot of
3: times people go, oh, that's crazy. Then they go, it's genius. That's what happened when the person invented fire. They burned that witch. Then guess what happened?
2: They got warm and ate good stuff.
0: (laughs) She says, I'm going to go. He says, where? To an awkward, ice breaking first date?
2: He says, Where are we going? He's like, Let's not make it weird because I'm not good on dates. I'll hang out for a little bit. <laughs> montage of photos of them together as the credits roll. Love a good cold open like that. Great song. And then my next note. My best friend. Buying a condo with a girlfriend is an insane idea, right? Oh, yeah. Not even engaged. I
0: don't know how people do this. How would that be a decision?
2: They've been dating for this montage, sets up two years, right? I guess so, yeah.
0: But, Zach, this is not new. What? People do this. People what? do this.
2: Buy a place of residency? With someone they're not engaged or married to? Yes. What? Yes, it is not a rarity. I thought it was.
0: I thought it's crazy. It is absolutely not a rarity.
2: Like with a friend? Now, the, now you and your friend own it.
0: People do this with like
2: my long time girlfriend. No.
3: Yes, they do. Moving in somewhere together where you're paying rent
2: makes like a ton more sense. That's different. Purchasing a house. I've moved in with lots of people I'm not with anymore. Purchasing a house. I've moved in with plenty of them. I've never bought anything,
3: right? Other than a dog. I guess we're supposed to think that they're of means. Even
0: that wasn't a good idea. They're not of means. That's the whole point of them purchasing the place. That right?
2: They couldn't afford it on their own. But it's a nice place fantastic place oh my god i'd love to know what that cost
0: dude do you see those the views out the windows oh
3: my god there's a waiting list for the building now we're on the three brothers tour
2: bus and vince bond is the guide somewhere jade is thrilled he says don't make me ask you twice and then he asks them twice if they're ready to see chicago so
0: you know the driver chandra
2: yeah that is the mom from role models mm-hmm. oh i am a black Sheba. i will claw <laughs> your in eyes god i wish that movie qualified <laughs> I love that movie so much. Should we do a podcast about good movies? Should we call it Cinefiliac? (laughs) 50 movies in, Zach's like, remember good movies? (laughs) All right, now we're at an art gallery. Jen is showing a piece to a customer, but stops to tell Justin Long to stop saying happy holidays. Justin Justin Long's Long's hair and
3: itty-bitty soul patch.
2: He's only in like four scenes, but he's so good in all of them. Every single
0: person in this movie that you know from another movie fucking kills their role. John Michael Higgins, Justin Long, Peter Billingsley, Vincent D'Onofrio. Cole
2: Hauser. Cole Hauser's fucking hilarious in this movie. This is maybe the best Cole Hauser movie ever. Justin Long says, next one is Memorial Day, Flag Day, and Father's Day, which some people celebrate, but I don't. People love his energy.
0: He is Twitter personified. Oh my God.
2: So this dude is struggling with art. Doesn't know what to look for. She says to buy what you have to have. You have to love it and appreciate it. It's like picking a mate. Have you guys ever bought art? I bought a framed Yale poster for Michael Beasley. Not expensive shit like that.
0: Obviously, no. Yeah, yes, i'm Maze, I'm asking if you bought like thirty thousand dollars. Of course not. I'm just saying if you bought artwork that wasn't like. Yeah, do you have any original Van Goghs? (laughs) (laughs) For the first time in my life, it's happening right now. Commissioned a piece of art worth an amount of money that i would even up to like a year ago i would have said no chance quarantine
3: will change a man
0: i'm telling you cuz even like maybe like t- 3 months ago i would have been, no chance and when this opportunity came up i was like you know what
2: fuck you. now it's nighttime she's cooking up a storm vince gets home and he starts eating some of the chicken out of the pan says it's hot and she warns him that it's hot burns his mouth a little then we get the argument he brought her lemons, but it's only three lemons. And he says, "What well, my baby wants, my baby gets. And she said, but I wanted 12. Baby wanted 12. He's trying to make a 12-lemon centerpiece. Can't do that with three.
0: So they're just show lemons?
2: <laughs> he says to use a drinking glass instead of a vase. <laughs> he says, scratch it, because the chicken that burned his mouth could actually use a little lemon, and now it's a better meal.
0: Instead of something to look at.
2: She wants him to set the table. He
1: says she's done such a great job, then says, I'm doing finish finish a finishing job. job. You think... That when Michelangelo, right, was painting the 16th chapel, that he said, hey, guys, you know, I did pretty good on the first 15 chapels, but why don't you help me design this one? And maybe you could help me, uh, give me a brush and you guys can grab brushes and we can all make a great chapel. Uh Uh-uh. No, he didn't. And you want to know what the results were? A masterpiece.
3: Ah, yes, the Michelangelo defense.
0: The look on her face as she's just (laughs) allowing him.
3: Yeah,
2: she's just allowing him to just say this stupid-ass incorrect thing she says such like a hoity-toity response where she's like it's the 16th chapel not 16th and by the way when michelangelo she says michelangelo yes she does i asked for 12 paintbrushes she doesn't think that anyone brought him three i do love that vince
3: tries to use art analogies because his girlfriend is a curator (laughs)
2: yes (laughs) trying to speak in a
3: language she understands
2: He's trying to relate to her. He's starting to bicker about him helping out, but he just wants to finish the inning that's in the Cubs game. She doesn't want to be caught cooking when everyone arrives. So he needs to go get ready. And then the family arrives, and he has to go get ready, leaving her to cook and entertain at the same time.
0: The little run as he yeah, takes the little- a of beer. <laughs> so I got to have in the
2: shower. <laughs> as he's holding the beer, he's carrying the beer into the shower. Love a good shower beer. Yeah, me too. Now they're all sitting down to eat. <laughs> John McLagan says the energy in this place is amazing. Vince says it would be more amazing with a pool table. The great thing about closed
0: captioning is I discovered for the first time that the brother's name is Lupus.
3: I figured that out later in the movie. (laughs) That's Cole Hauser's name. Cole Hauser's name is
0: Lupus Lupus. in this movie? Lupus.
3: Like the disease? It's very fitting.
0: Lupus. Spelled the same way. What happens when you cross a gay Eskimo and a black guy? (laughs)
3: Yeah, so, I'm still waiting on the answer to that, by the yeah, way.
2: they argue about dining room not being big enough, living room, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're bickering in front of people. It's uncomfortable. Her dad says it's time for a joke. He gives a knock-knock joke. <laughs> and says he has a joke for them. It says, what do you get when you cross a gay Eskimo and a black guy? And that's when Vince cuts him off. The
0: dad? That is Vince Vaughn's actual dad?
2: Yeah. Playing Jennifer Aniston's dad.
0: No, no, no. You got it backward. He is Vince Vaughn's dad. He plays... He plays Jennifer Aniston's
2: dad. That is what I said. You guys literally just said the same thing. That is what I said. Good <laughs> talk. <It's> <laughs> there was a Three Brothers article in the Trib. Vince wants to take Chicago tourism by ground, sky, and the sea. Then Vincent D'Onofrio tries to explain it, but he is not good with words. <laughs> He's, like, comparing it to war. We're still in the ground phase with the buses, but as, <laughs> as soon as we get our infantry established... Take it to the squids.
0: Question, do you guys think the role was written that way? Or is that Vincent D'Onofrio's interpretation? I
2: think that's his interpretation. He's a fantastic actor. I'm with you guys on that. I have a punchline for that joke.
0: Oh, do you? It is amazingly inappropriate and offensive. Do you want this punchline that, that offends multiple communities? I've been wanting the punchline of this joke for 14 years. What do you get when you mix a gay Eskimo and a black man? A snowblower that doesn't work. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that is so offensive. So many oh, on so many
0: fronts. We have the gay community. We have the Inuit community. We have the black
2: community. You know what I miss? I miss when jokes were just jokes, I mean. Oh, wow. No? I thought that's where we were going
0: with this. Make America great again.
2: Cut sure. that out. Ken's uh, <laughs> brother makes a comparison to his acapella group, the energy, the passion they have. It's like a symphony of guys. guy symphony. <laughs> he feels that passion about singing with the Tone Rangers. Vince
0: Vaughn's face as he's oh talking. Oh, my God. Says, a symphony of guy.
2: A guy symphony. What I'm talking about is the pulse of the collective. <laughs> and then he just starts holding a note. Ah! Everyone is silent.
0: And everyone's got a facial reaction that is just priceless.
2: Even that doesn't do it because it's just one person. He gets the dad with the percussion, Pat, tap, tap, the mom with the hi hat. He wants s- Gary on, on the, the kick drum. drum. Come, come. come, come. On,
1: on the, the kick drum. drum. Come, come. That's Gary.
2: Come, come with the kick drum. Come. Come, come with the kick drum. Gary. On the kick drum. Come, come. That's Gary on the kick drum. Go. And Gary in the house. Come, come. Come, come with the kick drum. Gary. Come on. He's not a kick drum kind of guy. And
0: Gary says, I don't want to come. And then he says, I'm not a kick drum kind of
2: guy. Um, He says, I'd rather just be a listener and enjoy all the noise and banging that he's doing. (laughs) Jen joins in. Everybody joins in, but Vince.
1: Tank, 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 and tank, tank, and tank, tank.
2: Move yourself. You always live your life, never thinking of the future. Prove yourself. You are the move you make. Take your chances, win or
3: lose. Uh, see yourself. Your every step you take, you and you, and that's the only way. Shake, shake, shake yourself. Your every move you make, so the story goes.
2: His face during the whole thing is—he's like looking at him. He's surprised. He's accosted. He's in pain. Like, Vince Vaughn is just, it's perfect. How John Michael Higgins doesn't break in any of this. Like, he just holds it so well. And I have to think that's the Christopher Guest movies. Oh, yeah. Because everything's so painfully awkward in those. And he just, man, he holds it together so well. His teeth are so sharpened. That's one of my favorite scenes in any movie ever.
0: Every time John Michael Higgins speak in any movie, it's just so hilarious to me. because I'm he-
2: excited. He's our Stephen Merchant.
0: There's an earnestness, though, in the way he speaks. Yeah, and confidence. The way he delivered. When I hear the passion, Dennis, from your voice, the way he <laughs> speaks, is always kind of that level of part lecture, part motivational speaker, all kind of positivity.
2: The night is over, and he invites Vince to a performance by the Tone Rangers. says, I think he'd really enjoy it. And Vince just says, good to see you. And he's like, all right. And he walks out. <laughs> They won't let anybody help them clean up. And then as Jennifer Aniston walks back to clean up, Vince is playing Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, Topical.
0: I miss that fucking game.
2: She's got to go do the dishes and he says, cool. And she wants help. He says a little bit later, he's going to hit the streets for a bit. <laughs> he just wants to relax for a few minutes, let his food digest and enjoy the quiet. Get some, get some, get some. That's what happens.
0: He's beating someone down with a baseball bat that he pulled out of a car in Grand Theft
2: Auto. He wants to clean the dishes tomorrow. She doesn't like waking up to a dirty kitchen. I'm with her on this. You got to clean that night because it sucks to clean the next day. If you
0: play Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, you know that for your character to be that diesel, you've been hitting the... You have to play constantly. You're constantly in the gym.
3: I love how Amin is focused on the Grand Theft Auto part of this and not the dishes <laughs> argument.
0: I'm getting the dishes argument because here's the thing. I, like Vince Vaughn, like to digest my meal before i go and start doing other things but they're at the end of the night she cooked and cleaned all day also they ate probably two hours ago he didn't say you clean it he said i'll clean it just not right now he says who cares because he knows if he doesn't do it she'll just do it says who cares because she's making a big deal out of it
3: wow i'm drawing a line in
2: the sand here i can tell i hate going to bed with like a dirty kitchen whatever like I just, I can't do it.
0: That's fine. I know he is, but I'm not endorsing overnight dishes. I'm just saying that shit doesn't have to get done right then and
2: there. But here's the thing. I think she knows if she leaves it, it's not getting done that night. Right. Exactly. Because he doesn't care. So I think that's the point. You kind of got to whip someone into shape with that. Or you can just do it yourself. She wants uh, help and then says no when he says he'll do it. And she says, I want you to want to do the dishes.
0: He throws the controller. He throw, He flings that.
2: Yeah, he does. Fine.
0: <sighs> By the way, Maze and Wet Hot American Summer, you were so like, oh my God, Paul Rudd is doing the great impersonation of someone who doesn't want to do something. Like, no, 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 no. That was just hokey and over the top.
2: your callback.
0: What Vince Vaughn did, that's how you do it. The way he threw that controller and just, fine,
3: that's acting. Just because you've thrown controllers before in your life doesn't mean that Vince Vaughn did it better. But I want you to want to do the dishes. Very important. Because this reminds me of a whole thing with my parents when I was a kid Mm -hmm. about flowers, which also comes up in this argument, where my mom would complain to my dad that she wanted flowers and my dad never brings her flowers So then the next day, my dad brought her flowers and she burst into tears. Mm. And he goes, what's wrong? Why? I brought you flowers just like you wanted. And she says, I didn't want the flowers. I wanted you to want to bring me the flowers. And because I had to tell you, it ruined it. Mm. So I thought this was a very true moment in dynamics between men and women. I brought Aaron flowers yesterday.
2: Really? Yeah. It's such a waste of money. I agree. Well, this is the weird thing, too, is she's allergic to them. Right? Why did you do that? Hold on, hold on. on." So I bought her flowers. I bought her flowers once months ago, and she was like, she was very like she loved them and everything. But she's also allergic to them, so she's like she doesn't like keeping flowers around. So that's when I found that out. Then a couple weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago, she was like, hey, could you buy like some you know something at the store? Blah blah. blah." So I bought them, and she liked them. I saw something similar yesterday, and I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll just buy them. Went over real big. Doesn't make sense. He says she's acting crazy, and she says, don't you call me crazy. And he's like, I didn't. I just said you're acting crazy. This whole argument is, per- I think, perfect representation of both sides. It's so good.
3: It would be nice if you did things that I asked. It would be even nicer if you did things without me
2: having to ask you. Yeah, she brings up the lemons, and he says, you know what I wish? That everybody at the goddamn table had their own little bag of lemons. <laughs> he really focuses in on the lemons. Shut up out the lemons. As they're fighting in the bickering, he goes, well... I seem to remember doing a certain something for someone without them asking this morning. <laughs> so that was the part of the movie that
3: I felt like didn't really get addressed. Besides, like, this line here is, like, the sexual
2: relationship.
0: Oh, I've never thought about it.
2: Yeah, I mean, probably at that point, they're more roommates than, like, honeymoon phase, right? They bought a condo together.
0: Yeah. That <laughs> was, let's see, something fucked up. Oh, boy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> now I got to know. Snowblower
3: doesn't work.
0: <laughs> roommates are not like, look, there ain't no such thing as a honeymoon phase around
2: here. (laughs) What? (laughs) That's right, Maze. She's not having it. She says maybe with all she's done, he would have bought her flowers. He says on their first date, she said flowers are a waste of money. She says every girl likes flowers. Now he's confused. You're not getting this. It's not about the flowers, the lemons, the dishes. How many times do I have to drop hints to go to the ballet?
0: hate the ballet, bro. You know that.
3: We never go anywhere. Jen wants him to do something for her.
0: We just went to Ann Arbor. She says, Ann Arbor. To the Michigan Notre Dame game. (laughs) That's the part where I'm like, okay, I'm on her side. Nobody wants to go to to that shit. She obviously did that for you, dude.
2: Look, they're a little old for that, right? How old are they supposed to be in this movie? I made a note
0: later in the the movie that Gary is definitely stick to sports Twitter. Yes. Like everything about him. Yes, absolutely. So the type of person who's still, yes, is going to the Michigan Notre Dame game and getting drunk, like type of person that's upset that the NBA players didn't play, right? The type of person who, while he's playing Madden, is talking about like, while your guys are out partying, my my guys are busy running routes. Gary is all of these things.
2: How does he show up for her? He's up on the bus every goddamn day. So hopefully she won't have to work one day. She says she wants to work. Clearly not on the same page. He doesn't want to be nagged. He says that's all she does. It's the greatest, most realistic fight in movie history. It really is. I don't know I've ever experienced a fight in a movie that was as realistic as this. She says she's done. She breaks up with him, walks to the bedroom. He leaves and goes for a walk. She calls her friend Addie, played by Joey Lauren Adams. I wrote the note, file her. That now feels <laughs> costly. I love her. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me?
0: She's like a bootleg Jennifer Tilly to me.
2: Just because of the voice? Because they don't look anything alike. The voice
0: and there's a facial similarity.
2: The eyes. Not body similarities. This is a all white people look alike thing. It's just two women in (laughs) a means roller (laughs) desk. Addie says she made the right choice. It's not what Jen wants. She doesn't want to break up with them. She wants him to work on the relationship. I said, ah. Ah, she said it. So this is the part that I didn't really get. Really? Like this
3: angle that Jen Anderson really wants to be with him, but just wants him to change. Like that was the part that was kind of hard to buy.
2: Oh, Dude. well, that's interesting because, Maze, I'm I'm curious if you've ever heard of uh, women about <laughs> to <the> say, <same>. yeah, <laughs> that seems like that that seems pretty realistic to me.
0: I literally have the note. I feel like every woman in a relationship feels this way.
3: I thought that this was a pretty like male perspective of what women are after. Like, I didn't get enough value out of Vince Vaughn in the montage. There wasn't, like, enough groundwork. He's already a man-child who's pretty and considerate and kind of awful. Right in this opening scene, I didn't get it. What's so great about their relationship? Why would she want to be with him and just want him to change?
0: Favreau actually says it later in the movie. He says, you're a fun guy. Every time we go out, we have a blast, but we always do what you want to do. And that's what she's been doing.
3: Yeah, she goes to all the sports games and stuff. Like, I I get that.
0: But beyond that, he's a fun guy. Like, I'm a fun guy. (laughs) That opening scene, it highlights it. Like, he's funny. Like, he is someone that someone would genuinely enjoy being around in the beginning. But over time, I think you begin to realize, hold up. Like, why am I doing all the work? Right.
2: Yes, absolutely.
0: By the way, the same thing that happens between him and his brother. Yeah. Where Dennis says, I do this, I do that, I do that. Now maybe Dennis was a little off base. Say what? What do you do? His name's Dennis. That's yeah. That's Vincent D'Onofrio. Dennis
2: Lupus and Gary. Yeah. (laughs) What?
3: (laughs) Lupus really a wild card in that one.
2: Yeah, that's the one that throws you for a
0: lupus. I like how you're really confused about Dennis. (laughs) Dennis. (laughs) Not polio? But Dennis points out, yo, I do all the work. Everyone else is doing the hard parts of the relationship, right. of the business. All
2: you do is show up and be the fun or guy. Of the
0: friendship. Yeah. All you do is show up and be the fun guy.
3: That's relatable to me. You know, all I want is for you to, like, plug your mic in and not sleep during the movie. And I'll do all the production and the hard work.
2: I kind of prefer it when he sleeps during the movie. I'm, be honest. I'm the goddamn talent, man. Exactly. He's up on this microphone every goddamn week. <laughs> People subscribe to this podcast. People come to send a phone to
3: listen to him bead.
2: Yeah. Talk about Grand Theft Auto and sexual tension that's not there between a brother and a sister. They skip episodes when I'm not on. Finished gay Eskimo jokes. All right. Uh, Vince is. Follow one. me in a bot. Send the
0: goddamn files to you. <laughs> Which is a real thing.
2: Vince is with John at the at his bar. John says he's devastated and wants to know oh the name God. of the guy she's doing. I'm going to solve your problem.
3: What's his name?
1: <laughs> Have you checked her email? I don't check emails. But well, no, You get a program that even... records keystrokes. It costs like 20 bucks. very easy to use. Okay. You get a password. You check her email. You find out everything about her. That's how I found out about the Puerto Rican that Stacy was running around with. Okay. You were reading a little too much into the situation. There right. is no one she's running around with. Okay. We right. had a fight over You're her. You're probably, probably right. By she's by probably by not ball. sleeping with anybody. No. I it's it's okay. Maybe she's with another guy, maybe she's not. she's not. I don't know.
2: I'm not Columbo. John gives him a dose of reality saying she doesn't want to be with him anymore. Vince explains he's not moving out of the place. She'll move out. I'll leave you a key. Oh, I'm going to keep the place. He returns home and she's awake in bed. Vince stays on the couch.
0: So what would you have done in this scenario? You come home. Oh, I go to bed, man. That's what I'm, saying. I'm going right to the bed, man.
2: I've never slept on the couch. I've always gone right to bed. That half of the bed is my bed.
0: Here's the next question. Do you go to bed angrily staking out your real estate mm. because i'm gonna tell y'all right now what i would have done a quiet apology and then initiate sex absolutely sorry yo. i don't know i just it's been so stressed at work lately and you know i don't You know, and then
2: <laughs> oh yeah because you're a little liquored up at this point too right you've been at the <laughs> oh, bar with absolutely. your friend your friend's bar absolutely. like you're probably drinking
3: for free yeah absolutely your friends pumping all sorts of conspiracy theories into your brain <laughs>
0: I'm getting it on.
2: Fabs is just Jade with a bar here.
0: (laughs) Jade should have a
2: bar, right? No. Now he's at the tour bus company. Cole Hauser says, you know, I was thinking. He walks out and he's like, I was thinking. You know what you should do? Find someone who looks like Brooke, but even hotter and bang the shit out of her. (laughs) The idea that he's been thinking about this for him. I've been thinking. What would help my brother? Oh, yeah,
3: you should just find a hotter version of her and bang the shit out of her. Yeah, no one in his life gives him
2: any good advice.
0: Every line in the movie that he delivers is They're all beggars
2: d'onofrio needs a tour logs can't file the quarterlies until he has his logs vince wants some sensitivity drives off jen walks into work and justin long wants to comfort her with hugs and says that her mom called and told him everything
3: when jen comes in justin long is on the phone arguing with someone i know they're both french but that has nothing to do with it no monet and manet are very different things
0: (laughs) d'onofrio his character has a nervous tick. he uses a handkerchief yes yes, to yes vigorously in his ear yeah again i wonder was that written into the character or did he just decide to
2: do it i bet he did it just to fuck with ben's Vaughn.
3: that is what we call acting your ass off folks
2: yeah he is acting his ass off this whole movie is moving their ass off you know marilyn dean comes in tells you to keep the personal life at home she looks like shit and now the business looks like shit Take the rest of the day off to be sad, then come back tomorrow ready to take care of business.
0: That's mental health in the workplace. girl, Marilyn Dean.
2: That's how you do it. Marilyn Dean gets it.
0: Paul George, take a day off.
3: Marilyn Dean is acting Marilyn Dean's ass off every time she speaks in the third person.
2: Yeah, she's fantastic. She gets home. Vince has installed a pool table pretty quick. You don't just bring a pool table into a house.
3: He's also listening to story of my life. Yeah, I
2: could have done without that. He's with John, and he's with Jason Bateman. Little room for the shooter, please. She gets on the phone with Addie. Addie says that men are like children. Her husband then <laughs> gives her a look, and she tells him it's just a phrase. He's her rock. Oh, The look on his face is
3: like when he finds out that the Dakota ring is selling him Ovaltine in A Christmas Story. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that guy. I mean, did you know that was a kid from the Christmas Story?
0: Yeah, I actually went and saw Vince Vaughn live. They're best friends, and they tell the story about how they met Doing an after school special.
3: Isn't that the same after school special that he references in Swingers? I think so.
2: Addie gives advice on how to handle it. Jason Bateman's going to leave because he has showings. He doesn't want to finish the game. And then she starts blasting Alanis Morissette and he says, Now I don't want to listen to that.
0: Now I'm really leaving because I don't want to
2: hear that. She throws Vince's clothes into the hallway. John and Jason are going to split a cab. They're both getting out of there. Remember cabs? Vaguely. Vaguely. Now it's time for bowling. Addie says that what she did wasn't healthy. Then Vince shows up, said he found his shirt on the floor. Thanks for laying it out. Jen wants to discuss this. He says, like what? How your 47 average is killing us? It's couples bowling. They're no longer a couple. Now they're singles. Not room for two singles on the team. He calls her Castro and calls for a vote. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I don't have any idea what's happening. I've come to play on the team. They don't want him there. They're her friends. He's like, you're not a strong bowler. That's his response. Yeah, he's only focused on the... <laughs> The team bowling. So they take a vote. Everybody puts their hands up. The guys, too, when they're prompted by their wives and girlfriends. Gary leans over to Andrew and says, band of brothers, you should rent it sometime. <laughs> then he gets up and asks Gary for the shirt. They have to replace him, and they get docked 10 pins if everybody is not wearing matching pin shakers uniforms.
3: I actually know a guy named Gary that's a pretty good bowler.
2: Yeah, he's not as tall as you, but he's actually a pretty good bowler.
0: If that were you in this situation. Would you have given back the shirt? Like, I know it's a movie and
2: no, suspension. No, no, street, no. But no, I would like that. My thing would be
0: like, yeah, like, I would I say, go fuck, yourself. Buy I shirt. Walked yeah. Yeah. fuck your 10 pins. Also, I like that his reaction is to take off the shirt and then say, I'd like to have my wrist guard back.
2: I hope your wrist snaps. <laughs> Addie starts chastising her. Jennifer Anderson says, I had to do that to get him right where I want him. She says, Where's that shirtless in the parking lot? Jen thinks this will be his rock bottom and that things are pretty good with her. This is the
0: part where I wrote, I feel every woman in a relationship feels that way.
2: Like, they feel like if I wasn't
0: with you, your fucking life would be just misery and you'd be lost. You wouldn't have anything. And as it turns out, that's not quite the case.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Vince is out with Cole Hauser, or Lupus, I should say. I might be the greatest you've ever seen, pal. I'm conquering new frontiers. Hello, babe. He says, you're going to love it in there. He says, I don't like it out here. As they're going into the VIP section. Cole says the game has changed since he was last single. He was an outdoor cat. Then he became an indoor cat. And the alley has changed. People want their info faster. They don't want to connect. They want results.
0: You can't gloss over. Now you're an Indocrat. You've gotten used to getting your milk in a silver bowl.
2: What the fuck is he
0: talking about? What do you mean? Mate, this is what I'm talking about. This is <laughs> this pretty is straightforward thing. cat
3: analogy. You I mean Silver bowl? He says, watch this. He leans over to two women.
1: Here's what I'd like to do to you. First, I'd like to get you naked. And then I'm going to take some saran wrap and I'm going to wrap you up in a head to toe. And I'm going to cut out two holes. One for your mouth so you can breathe, obviously. And the other one for It It could be a gorgeous evening for us, babe. The pink is gorgeous. Jesus, God.
2: And says, I want you to listen to me. You're my brother and I love you. Maybe you get late tonight or maybe you get arrested. Arrested for what? Being awesome? (laughs) Vince says he's going to go take a lap. When he gets home, Brooke is sketching in the living room. He asks what she's doing. Says that's his bedroom she mentions the pool table he says that's a common area then he turns on the tv and it's very loud he says i don't know what to tell you kid this is how it is when i'm single my hours get pretty strange i feel that why is she sketching at 2 a.m she's an artist man come on yeah she's an artist when the art hits you the art hits you you know same way with podcasting
3: okay maybe we should record at 2 a.m next time see how that goes all right let's do it i'm ready
2: It sure was nice seeing the teams back out on the gridiron over the weekend. Or was it? I don't know when you're listening to this. I don't know if you're listening to this before this week's action in the NFL. I don't know if you're listening to it after. Have you been binging these episodes, saving them up Listen to four or five at a time as Amin, Maze, and I just yell at each other over movies? I don't know, guys. I can't be from the future, even though I might be from the future. Maybe this is a future callback. I don't know. I just know the one thing that we can all agree on there is no better place to get in on all the action from the weekend than with DraftKings, the leader in one day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has millions of dollars in total prizes up for grabs. Some of the movies we review don't have millions of anything at all, but DraftKings does and they have it for you. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the app store now because you don't want to miss this. You draft your lineup now. Don't wait five minutes. After I'm done with this ad, you pause this episode. You go download the app and you draft your lineup now and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, every pass, every catch, means more with DraftKings, it's simple. Pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars. That's millions with a B. Billions of dollars to winners since 2012. Download the app now. Use the code CTD. For a limited time, new users get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on week two action. Don't miss out on week three action. Don't miss out on any of the action from week one, week two, week three. Whenever you're listening to this, don't miss out. And I swear if you miss out on this, you're not going to be able to enter the promo code CTD and get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code CTD only at DraftKings. Make it rain, everybody. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. She's not moving out. He's not moving out. He says, don't tell me what I am or art not doing. She then mocks his English. Says he didn't have a grandfather on the board at the university. Maybe he touched a Filipino student. Maybe he didn't.
0: Did he touch the Filipino student? Did he
2: not touch that? I don't know. I wasn't there. She says his brother is a pervert. He says, what about your sister? She's been through a lot. A of dick. dick. <laughs> <laughs> She's <slept> love with the <laughs> offensive line of Arizona Cardinals. That's not problem. She's a problem. <laughs> Jen says she was on vacation. It's such a
3: great exchange.
0: Oh,
1: it goes on. Could the guy just come out of the closet, please? Ta- Richard is not gay. Okay, Lassie. I want you to listen to me and listen good. I'm not saying he won't get married. I'm not saying he won't even have kids. But then one day his wife will come home, and then she'll find him with a guy named Julio wearing leather helmets and clubbing each other to Yanni's greatest hits. Yeah,
3: right, whatever. You're you're an infant.
1: Yeah, I'm an infant.
2: With Julio. <laughs> That's such a good name. All right, she goes to her room. He says it's going to be a late one. He wakes up to some kind of music. He's trying to figure it out. It's the Tone Rangers in Brooks' bedroom. Richard invites him to sing with them. He grabs the pitch pipe, says to move this group out of his house now. Richard knocks it out of his hands. He chops him in the throat. He tosses him to the ground. He's stepping on his neck. He says you can't take a pitch pipe out of a man's hand when he's in the middle of a very funky groove. Then Vince starts saying, I'm tapping out. I'm tapping out. He says, all right, from the top. And as he steps off, he puts extra pressure on the neck. And then the look of every one of the Tone Rangers is hilarious. It's just a bunch of losers. Yeah, corn balls.
0: They're super corn balls.
2: Later in the day, Brooke comes home. Gary's icing his neck. He's had a bloody nose. Brooke plays dumb, so she's told them to stay in her room.
0: The, the look on her face as she rounds that corner is priceless. Like, this is one of the moments where... I'm really upset that this is an audio-only medium. Yeah. Because the look on her face is... She's, like, waiting with anticipation. I wonder how fucked up he is. And then she sees him, and the glee in her eyes is awesome. He goes into this quote, which is, he says, Is that how you want to play? Because I'll play it like that. I'll play it like Lionel Richie all night long, lady. I'll call some guys from my neck of the woods. We're not talking about a couple of queens who know a few grapples. We're talking about Polacks that don't Don't have have a goddamn goddamn future. (laughs) We can make shit real uncomfortable around here. I love that line. We're talking about politics
3: I don't have a goddamn future. I'm a dancing, singing, sprite, tricky with foolery.
0: I wouldn't expect someone like you to understand that because all you ever do is make moves from up in your ivory tower. tower.
2: <laughs> she says he's just embarrassed because Richard kicked his ass. He says, I'm an adult. I talked through shit. He ran out of ideas. She says to cancel game night. He asks why you do that. He's going to host goddamn game night. Calls her Tanya Harding.
0: If there's anyone who should feel strange about being around people, it's you, Tanya Harding.
2: She makes them figure out the food situation. There's bologna, chips, and Kraft Singles cheese slices, and they only have tap water. And gum. And dirty cups. The guys are playing pool. Andrew and Addie come in. Gary says that they can't be there. What are these Benedict, Benedict doing <laughs> here? Calls for another vote. Makes John raise his hand. New girl, touch some sky. Fabs doesn't even know his date's name. <laughs> yeah, that's another that's It's crazy. Denise. <laughs> David says they need eight for a running tally. He's a real stickler for rules. Then Andrew tries to get some ruffles. He says, "Don't touch my ruffles. Please put that one back." Another playing Pictionary. We like Pictionary. Is that a good fun group game? Love it. Okay,
0: I love I love game nights. I've been to like three game nights in my life.
2: Yeah, I used to have them a lot in Sacramento with friends and stuff. I that's gone. I I haven't done that in a long time. People
0: don't like doing game night. I love a good game
2: night. Well, it's a global global pandemic. I mean. They're playing Pictionary. Uh, time for a mind meld. Mind meld. Mind meld. She's trying to draw socks. Got a mind melt. You call yourself an
3: artist?
1: Yes. A three-year-old with a box of crayons can do a better job than oh, this. You know, I'm sorry, I have the great talent standing on top of a big red bus and pointing out architecture that other great men have built. Oh, I'm the one who should be sorry, Brooke. I shouldn't well, sit here uh, and pick on your I mean, art. No, because you, you got the nuts part down, Picasso. All you have to do is cut off your freaking hair. that ear. go, you idiot, and your insults are much more effective when they're accurate. Don't you're talk right. to me about being I goddamn talk you about anything Because you couldn't what, even draw a like, You don't do Everyone anything
2: said, He's just blowing up. Oh, my God. It gets so awkward. They fight. Now Bateman's going to be the mediator between them at the end of game night. He's also their realtor. Handle their condo situation. Vince wants her to move out and pay a penalty as compensation for his labor. Says that the artwork she did in the bathroom is called depreciation in his business.
0: He loves to speak in the language of someone else. He does. In an effort to
2: impress them, but it does the opposite. Yeah, it does the exact opposite.
0: I've added value. (laughs) I've added concrete value. To this condo. I did the tile work in the bathroom. I did the plumbing. Yes, let's talk about the plumbing. We have two temperatures we get. Either scalding hot or frostbite. It's my problem. She doesn't know how to pace a shower.
2: I got to take a shower in one minute? Oh, one minute. It's a good thing you're not in charge of keeping track of all the clocks in Chicago. Cheese and rice. <laughs> Bateman, Bateman playing the straight man. cuts some off. Says in this situation, he'd assume just not take a commission. Since they're all friends. And they're like, thank, thank you. you. He goes, I wish I didn't have to. Company policy says I cannot wait that. <laughs> the look that vince gives him no can do (laughs) do. (laughs) he's gonna start showing the condo this week he gets keys he's got to get back to his wife jen they're very excited about the game night win so they've been waiting this whole time as he mediates this iconic shot of them sitting on either side of the couch now she's at work and justin long is trying to cheer her up with hand puppets he's on happy patrol He's singing to her as Marilyn Dean walks in. She tells him to pack up his shit and go home.
3: He just goes and sits in the corner. He's just frozen (laughs) in here. (laughs) So shame.
2: Marilyn says to go see her personal waxer, compliments of M. Dean. get the Telly Savalas. Says to let Gary see her immaculate canvas, and then another man is eager to paint it when she goes on a date. What is this problem so
3: severe that has caused you to blaspheme in the synagogue of Marilyn Dean? Honey, this is not surrealism or cubism. It's paint by numbers.
0: Telly Savalas. Jennifer Aniston's real-life
2: godfather. Famously bald. So she gets her vagina waxed, then walks naked through the apartment so he'll see while he's playing Fight Night, which is a great game. God, Fight Night was a good game. Guy shows up to pick up Brooke. It's a brother from Wedding Crashers. He'll be in my room painting. Homo things. <laughs> Vince is playing Grand Theft Auto. He's blowing up people with a Molotov cocktail on the beach. That's the best part of Grand Theft Auto. How do you and Brooke know each other? How don't we know each other? You know what I mean? Vince gives him a great
1: scouting report. Apple martinis. All right, come on. That normally does the trick. Just ignore him. But just two. Three, she'll get sloppy. You'll become a babysitter. Oh, and uh, fantasy role-playing. She's got a real thing for lifeguards. Put some zinc oxide on your nose, and and, uh, she'll lose her mind and it'll all be over with. Question. Have you guys
2: ever worn a suit? On a date. No, only a jacket if the place required it. Wow, you've been to places like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby. Come well, on. Who are you talking to? Zach's in the biz. In the, biz. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy orders apple martinis. She says, ah just a water for me. He goes, hey bring him anyway. My man Todd He's so creepy. anxiously jumps in. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, can we get
0: two apple martinis? And then he gives her a look that is literally the creepiest look of all time.
2: After April fifteenth, that's what we like to call party time. He's an accountant. Jen pretends there's an emergency on the phone. Addie gives her a call. Where are you? I'm sitting in my kitchen. Oh, yeah, you're sitting. Okay, uh, I'll be right there. She leaves the date, tells Addie she needs to find someone that's going to make Gary jealous. Cole Hauser then is with Gary, says he must be jealous. He says, why would I be jealous of some guy with computer skills? He says, let's say he doesn't have computer skills, but he's got a big old elephant <laughs> hog on him. The
3: way he holds up his fist <laughs> while he's doing this.
2: Not as much as being okay with the way your mind works. What my my mind works great. What are you talking about? That's
0: his go-to. It's always to get defensive.
2: D'Onofrio's mad that he's selling the condo. They need the asset to keep building the business.
3: This isn't going to help us get on the river in the helicopters. There's no
0: feelings here. It's about money and business. He is acting his.
2: Oh, ass he's so off. good.
0: Yeah, you well, know, it's heartbreaking. Heartbreaking is is not having that money that you put into it and you can spend after taxes
3: (laughs) that's when he starts
2: going in the ear with the napkin gary walks out of there heart to heart as he wants the tour logs he's three months behind they're arguing about who does more for the company now he's talking shit to a kid on a headset while playing madden he says (laughs) you think it's possible your mom won't love you anymore when she sees how bad you're losing the game
0: (laughs) again twitter
2: Brooke's latest date much hotter this time comes in Is that Josh Duhamel? No. All right. I'm going to get it right one of these days. Brooke takes extra long to come out for the date when she finally does. They're playing Madden together. I'll tell you who that is. It's Timothy Elephant Hawk. (laughs) call, Gary and the date are playing mad And he's
3: making plays, making plays Yeah, I'm a gentleman, I like to be humble I'm old school, I don't like to talk a lot But at the same time, am I talented?
2: Twitter The date wants to finish the game, she pretends to be cool with it She's reading a magazine, Vince is
1: talking a lot You push yourself, you push yourself Trying to achieve the impossible Because you know that when that moment comes That everything you've done up to that moment Has prepared you For victory! (laughs) I can't take credit for it, Mike I gotta thank these Little digital guys with the big hearts. Does it feel good to be a champion? Yeah. Yeah, it feels good to be a champion. <laughs> good game.
3: It's very clear that Vince has his fastball in this movie. He oh also has God. his fat
2: ball. <laughs> he gained 20 pounds yeah. for the movie. Dedication. <laughs> Vince wins, and now it's time for the date. She says, Yeah, I know, great little martini bar. And then she gives him a real dickhead oh, look.
0: That's yo, that was cold Yeah.
2: Yeah, that was that was
0: because oh. he thought, like, yo, I just took. Th- Took your entire shit and a
2: shad all over. Mm-hmm. I just ruined your date, yeah. You're
0: gonna bring this hot dude in here and I would get jealous? Guess what? I'm gonna make it where he likes me even more than he likes you. And she's like, All right, you do all this shit. Like, cause she sits there, she's annoyed. Yeah. Cause the guy says, Can we finish the game? <laughs> we got a real nail biter going. Yeah. <laughs> and so she's gotta sit there and listen to Gary just be Gary, the most Gary version of Gary. What ends up happening is that she walks out, she hits him with that dagger, and that's a fucking
2: dagger. yeah but but he's gonna have a poker night makes a call round up some talent that's not the butt. the but is
0: as soon as they exit from the condo he can't stop talking about him my man is infatuated
3: <laughs> with gary yeah tension he's all time he's gonna take chicago tourism by air land and sea yeah. <laughs> he asked me to be in
2: his bowling team <laughs> she pulls the cab over bails on the date uh he asks her to have gary call him Cole brought some girls to poker night at Strip Poker. Jen went to Addie's place, and she's bathing the kids. Jen thinks that the date got to Gary. When she goes home, there's music blaring. There's a half-naked girl dancing in front of Gary. He's drunk out of his mind with a vodka bottle. She's pissed, and she's hurt. She goes to the bedroom. He chugs the vodka.
3: I feel like they could have taken that scene a little
0: further. I don't think it needed to be. I believe there's an uncut version where there's more of the parting the point is made
2: right absolutely yeah phone call wakes her up in the morning jason bateman they sold the place she walks out to a filthy living room sees him pass on the sofa when he finally wakes up there's a note saying condo sold out in two weeks original art customer asks her out and she says she has a boyfriend justin long is I fucking the shit out of this dude i wrote is this guy fake josh hartnett is it josh lungnett Gary's watching baseball. She comes home. I thought he looked like Tom Brady. What? God, you and your racism, I swear to God. What's your excuse? Me? He looks like fucking Josh Hartnett. What are you talking about? No, he doesn't. What What are you talking about? What are you talking about? She comes home. Gary's watching baseball. They're both drained. She brought boxes for packing. He can help himself if he wants. Also, she has tickets to old 97s tonight. Forgot about it. Bought him a while ago. He can go if he wants to. He asks how many tickets, how much does she want for them? She says, oh, she's going. They'd be going together. She's going to leave one at Will Call. He says he'll be there. She goes to the show, leaves a ticket at Will Call, says he's oddly tall. She's stressed about the whole thing. Orders two beers, show starts. He's not there. She's not enjoying the show. She leaves. He stood her up, guys. Sad music.
0: I like the music in this movie. If you were Gary, would you have gone?
3: At that point, probably. I was a little confused as to why... They didn't go together, but it was clearly so he could stand her up. You know, it's like they still live together. He would have seen her leave, etc.
0: At first, I was like, yo, Gary, you stupid. You should definitely, go. she's throwing it at you. Yeah, right. Go get it, Gary. Right. Then I thought to myself, based on what happened, the like prior 24 to 48 hours, it is a very mixed signal. Like he's right. Like she's, bring, she's bringing dates and stuff.
3: No, his explanation
2: coming up is makes sense. Yeah it, yeah, it works. But also, you're right. She's throwing it at him.
0: Well, if you weren't going to go, why'd you say yes?
2: Yes, exactly.
0: She's just saying, I'm good. Gary messed that
2: one up. He gets home. She's in bed. She's crying. He apologizes for missing the concert. He'll pay for the ticket. She says to leave him alone. She doesn't want his excuses. He didn't know that it mattered to her. explains that she broke up with him. He's confused by all this she doesn't know how they got there they are
0: acting their asses off in this scene
2: yeah they are both man this is this is a scene this is the one of the more realistic
0: depictions of a relationship
3: she's gone above and beyond for him doesn't understand how they got here she supported him and took care of everything and he never appreciated it never appreciated her just wants to show her that he cares and apparently Vince finally understands what she's saying because he's
2: not a mind reader well she wants him to leave the room nothing can be done now He's now with John Favro. John gives him that dose of reality we talked about earlier. Says that she should have expected it from Vince. He's a fun guy, but he's only going to do what he wants to do. She always did what he wanted to do. It's who you are. Everyone
3: thinks that you're their friend, but the fact of the matter is is that there's not one person that I know you trust enough to let close enough that they could hurt you. Oof.
0: Daggers. I thought that was a hokey line.
2: I've said similar stuff to friends before who are like that.
0: You, know, you don't open up to anybody and like, this is such
2: a hokey Brooke is now quitting the art gallery to travel. Marilyn gives her a blank check. Write down a number. I don't want to know what it is. Get back to work. She turns it down. (laughs) Find a strapping young
3: man named Alberto in Rome. Compliments of M. Dean. Is that
0: prostitution? It seems pretty clear.
3: Yeah. In Italy, we call it a bordello, Zach.
0: You you call it Tuesday.
2: Hey! Hey, A couple (laughs) of meatballs in your mouth. No? Not too far? Alberto! She goes home with the art customer, Josh Lungnett. And Gary has planned a dinner for her. Everything's nice, candles, plates, everything. Art customer says he's going to wait outside. Gary's trying to explain himself. He's caused a lot of pain. All he wants to do is make her happy, make her smile. He wants to try to do things differently. He'll take a dance class, he'll travel. He'll even go to the ballet. He'd rather dance class or or take a trip, but that's not the point. But she doesn't feel the same way, guys. She doesn't have anything left to give. They're both sad and they're both broken. He says it's awkward. There's a new guy in the hallway and he's going to go. He made a dinner. She's welcome to have it. She tries to explain that's not what he thinks it is. And he's gonna go take a walk. He leaves her, and the guy's just picking up the art that's been nailed to the to the wall. Where are we on sweater vests? Because he's wearing one. I don't like it. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, oh, I I laughed. I laughed when I saw it's it a like very mid two thousands. Look that he had
2: I hate vests in general
0: The shirt was very baggy And the sleeves were rolled up But only rolled up to like Mid forearm Very 2005
2: John says they need to find A guy to take care of him That can't be traced back to them He'll take care of it This scene Listen to me Promise
1: me That you're not gonna do anything I got you. It's better if nobody trades You don't know anything What are you talking about I'll take care of it I don't want you to take care of anything John do me a favor I'm being serious with you I know I know Smart You're smart no, I'm not. I'm being honest with you. I don't want anything to happen. Me neither. Promise me you're not going to have anyone do anything to this but guy. But you've got to tell me exactly what you're going to tell him if the cops come to you, because we tell a different we, story. Nothing. We Promise me here. one thing. I'm going to go home. Right. I can't do this. I'm right exhausted. But well, just make sure me that nothing. your neighbors know you're going home. Do me a favor. they got phone records. Make a couple phone calls tonight. Especially around 10. Please don't do anything. All right. I, I don't mean like, I mean honestly. No, no, I get it. For all you know, nothing's happening. I, I don't want anything to happen, right? Say it louder.
2: My favorite part is he says, "Please don't do anything." I don't want anything to happen. He goes, "Right, say it louder." I got you.
0: <laughs> Maybe he a couple phone calls.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. I love
3: that they're these two paranoid ass scenes with Favs at the bar, but then in the middle, he also gives them the real dose of reality. <laughs> yeah. Because that's what I was expecting. That second time,
0: they're not dumb. Who? Cops. They're smart. <laughs>
2: Gary does the books and logs for his brother the place is packed up she gives him the key says there's a thousand things she would have done differently him too figures out how they could have fit a pool table in there but he makes a joke that the oversized couch they had and came in useful the last couple of weeks. He's given a tour on the boat now the little Grabowski. We fast forward to winter they run into each other on the street she's on the phone he's walking out with packages and bags. They're happy to see each other. There's a kiss hello. Her hair's different. He's a little thinner. Her trip went well. He'd love to hear about it sometimes. I wrote the note, just fuck already. No,
0: that's my favorite part of the movie, is that they don't get back together.
2: I don't want them to get back together. Oh,
0: wow. Look at
3: Savage. <laughs> <laughs> Two apple martinis, not three
2: for Zach. Yeah. <laughs> she wants to take the boat ride sometime. They might get together in the future and catch up. They walk away. They both look back and smile. Roll credits. He winks at her. Yeah. I can see clearly now. We should have broken up. Great song. Great score. Great music for this movie. I mean, did you catch the post credit screen? No, is there? Yeah, Nick Fury asked John Michael Higgins to join the Avengers. Oh, shit, man.
0: You get me every single time with that. That's the, because every time I turn off a movie when the credits come on, I always say, <laughs> Should I have waited?
2: I always just fast forward through to see you the end. You sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> the old sailor, you. <laughs> All right, so Vince gained 26 pounds for this role, as we said. He was reported to have gained weight as a result of his recent decision to quit smoking. Those seem like contradictory facts.
0: Uh, smoking causes weight loss.
2: Did he gain weight for the roll or did he gain weight because he quit smoking? Maybe both. Maybe he did it by quitting smoking. For the role. Joey Lauren Adams says, we'll save that for when you're 12, when she pulls soap out of their mouth. It's a nod to A Christmas Story with Peter Billingsley. Jen Aniston and Vince Vaughn were dating during the film. They lasted for a year. Oh, wow. 2006 interview with Good Morning America, Jennifer Aniston joked that being very intimate with her wardrobe for the naked scene, she also added that it's not something she normally does in her personal life. She's never just that long of a walk nude in her home. So it was a first way all around. Jennifer Aniston... Said that the screenplay was clearly written by men. So during two weeks of intense rehearsing, she and Vince Vaughn improvised while the writers took notes. And thanks for those sessions, the female perspective was brought to the story. Wow,
0: the improv. All
2: right. Tony Medley time? Let's do it. A funny thing happened to Brooke Myers, played by Jennifer Aniston, and Gary, Vince Vaughn, on their way to an old Doris Day Rock Hudson romantic comedy. They morphed into Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton in Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, 1966. Damn, first line. He's <laughs> Two movies. <laughs>
3: He's already Dude. dropped four <laughs> actors.
2: Four actors. Remember before the 1970s? Tony's in his bag. After starting out with an only in Hollywood pickup at a Cubs baseball game where Gary and Brooke meet, director Peyton Reed wisely shows the courtship as stills under the opening titles. When the titles end and the movie finally starts, Brooke and Gary have moved in together and are a couple. Reed's last effort was Down With Love, 2003, an execrable film that will forever remain on my bottom 10 list.
3: Which is a movie about Doris Day and Rock Hudson.
2: Right.
0: Why does he feel the need to shit on other movies and give us the
2: movie reviews he gave? Just tell us if you like the fucking movie or not. He rejuvenates himself with the break. I like that we're pained in reading this, but we choose to read him every time there's something. (laughs) The only thing that marred this movie for me was that I couldn't figure out what in the world would cause Brooke to, like, much less love Gary. What happened during those stills that prevented Brooke from discovering that Gary was the biggest bore ever to star in a romantic comedy? Tony speaking the truth. It vaguely reminded me of A Guide for the Married Man, 1967. Oh, here we go. In which gorgeous <laughs> Stevens was the perfect wife, but Walter Matthau didn't give her credit or anything. That, however, was a real comedy. While this has its funny lines, it's no more of a comedy than it was a Virginia Woolf. It's an attempt to take a serious look at how a relationship can fall apart, although the fact that there is nothing likable or lovable about Gary weakens the thrust of the film. It would have been much more effective had credited writers Jeremy Gerlach and Jay Lavender created a character a little more sympathetic. As it is, there's nothing to like about Gary. In fact, one of Brooke's arranged bows is as equally obtuse as Gary, causing this portrayal of men to be basically misandristic because Gary's best friend, bartender Johnny O, John Favreau, is as much a barbarian as the rest, until the end when he displays uncharacteristic sensitivity. This is yet another movie in which there's barely one admirable man in a leading role. While Brooke and her friends are likable and reasonable, Gary and his friends have as much merit as the guys in the Miller Lite beer commercial who get together to come up with man rules. Dopes. All. Gary is such a jerk that it's hard to understand how a man could like him, much less a talented, giving woman like Brooke. Vaughn does a remarkable job in making Gary such a bore it's impossible to like him. While Aniston is touching and feisty as the lady who does all she can to keep the guy she thinks she loves, although the reason she loves him is well hidden. Yeah, we get it. Finally, supporting actress Judy Davis comes close to stealing this movie with an Oscar nomination deserving performance as Marilyn Dean, Brooks' avant-garde employer. Despite the flaws, I've mentioned this is a highly entertaining movie with a good story and believable dialogue, combining laughs with pathos. So what do you think he gave this one? Let me ask you a
0: question about Tony Medley. Yeah. Do you think that when he says that Vince Vaughn's character is a bore, you think he's just? Let me clarify. It's
3: boar b o o r, not b o r e. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, boorish.
2: Yeah, yeah. Never mind. What do you think he gave this one? Six out of ten.
3: The last line when he does this shit where he just
2: <laughs> he shits on a movie is like, but I liked it. Uh, eight out of ten. Oh, Tony Medley, dirty Mackin? with Brooke here. We yes. know he loves Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, we know he loves her.
3: All right, Golden Dumpster time. Golden Dumpster. Vince Vaughn with his fastball and his fatball. Justin Long is the gay assistant. John Michael Higgins is the leader of the oh, Tone man, Rangers.
2: This is the toughest one.
3: John Favreau is the paranoid best friend, Johnny O. Cole Hauser is the pussy fiend <laughs> brother, Lupus. <laughs> Judy Davis is the bourgeois Marilyn Dean. Vincent D'Onofrio is the business-obsessed brother, Dennis. Oh, my God.
0: It's like the whole cast. Yeah. Did you miss anybody? You missed Miss Peter Billingsley as the emasculated husband.
3: Bateman. Bateman, this was, like, I could have used... Ten percent more Bateman,
2: but he was perfect for what he was. There are a bunch of our listeners that don't like Bateman, which is confusing to me. What? Yeah, it's been happening in the Discord. I mean, where are you going with this? I don't know what to choose. Like I said, I said
0: at the beginning. I'll repeat it right now. The scene with Favreau at the end, where he's telling him to say it louder, so it's plausible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't tell me. I don't want to hear about this. That's a good idea. Plausible, They're smart, cops. Smart. Yeah. That scene is is not hyperbole. It is one of my favorite scenes in movie history. That's my pick. That specific scene with, with, I guess, Johnny O would be my pick.
3: I think I'm going to go Favreau and Vaughn together. I'm going to go with their chemistry just at any point in the movie. All of the scenes with the two of them together are just fantastic. So I'll do that. I'll do Vaughn and Favreau. Oh,
2: man. I got to go the dinner table. Just the dinner table scene. I'm going to pick the whole scene with the jokes, the argument. Come. come. Yeah. (laughs) Gary. That whole thing. Nah, I got to go with that. Fober file, I mean. It's set in
0: a city that I can't stand. I feel like the whole thing is false advertising uh-huh. uh, for Chicago. Chicago is not that fun or awesome. A lot of times you get a great movie because the leads are awesome in it. In this movie, literally everyone held their weight. Everyone who was on screen and had lines knocked it out of the park. So uh, this is unquestionably a file for me.
3: really enjoyed it i think i must have seen this around when it came out when i had never been in a relationship and now 14 years later having been in relationships i definitely see the i want you to want to do things part that part made a lot of sense to me but this didn't feel super relatable as a relationship i kind of agree with tony medley I don't really see what's appealing about Vince Vaughn. I don't really see why they're together. I don't feel like they did enough good enough job of that. But I'm laughing my ass off. All of the supporting characters are fantastic. It's a file.
0: Whenever you say I agree with Tony Medley, just think about that statement for a second.
2: (laughs) Get the brooms out, boys. We're sweeping this. This is a file. It's Ah. the easiest file. Easiest file we've done.
0: thought about asking this question earlier, and I forgot. And it wasn't until Maze was given his pick that it reminded me. One good story from a breakup that you've had
2: i mean i got my house donutted after a breakup what does house mean? so like you know how you get your house tp yeah instead this crazy girl that i had been dating threw a hundred small powder sugar donuts all over the like front porch the lawn my roommate's car
0: what in the words of ben stiller in night at the museum
2: why i i don't know like, she was legitimately crazy. I don't know why. But to the, but then we started calling her Donuts all the time. Nice. Just amongst us. And I cannot remember her real name to this day. I just remember her as Donuts.
3: Maze. Donuts make you Go Nuts. Good one. Okay, so I was dating this girl at the end of college. I moved to LA. We did long distance for a while. Then we broke up. And then, like, a month or two after we broke up, I came up north and I, like, went to go visit her. And we were hooking up, and she threw up on my dick,
2: and I knew it was definitely over. Congrats on the nice. I'm just in the sex, Amin. <laughs>
0: oh, <laughs> uh, uh, so many to go with. Uh, I'm going to go with so many to go with.
3: Humble brag, Jesus.
0: So, so many, yeah, exactly. So many, so many breakup stories to go with. A girl I was dating, and much like Brooke and. Gary, it starts to go south, but you guys are still dating. You're dating, but there's already tensions and stuff. And she's complaining because we, we went, through, we're going to a game. And I said, Oh, I know this area. Let's park here. We can park for free and then we'll walk. she has been complaining all day. And so as we're walking, she's complaining about how far the walk is. I can't believe he made his walk. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, You need the exercise anyway. Oh, no. It destroyed her. Of man. course. said anything like dead in my life. Holy shit. I'm on her side. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're in (laughs) charge of all the clocks in Chicago.
3: We need to find someone who... All
0: right, we... Isn't traced...
3: Can't be traced back to either one of us. I got you.
0: Next time we make love,
1: you introduce me to Jade.
2: Pick next week? Yeah, go ahead. Guys, I'm calling it right now. We're going to have back-to-back sweeps of files. And you may be wondering how that's going to happen with us going back in the cage. But I guarantee it. We're going back in the cage. We're back in the cage, boys. It's on Hulu. It's a little movie called Mom and Dad. Starring Nicolas Cage and Selma Blair. I'm fully confident it's sweeping.
0: I'm just glad. That I saved the pod.
2: You're welcome. You didn't save the pod. We were all going to pick the breakup. You also, burn the
3: pod
0: down. What yeah. are you talking about? What are you what? talking about? I say I brought it back.